Back Porching Podcast is brought to you in part by Legacy Now. Legacy Now is a ministry I lead that exists to serve those that serve others, primarily in the student ministry space. If I can serve you and for more information about my ministry or to connect with me on social media, you can find more information at LegacyNow.me. That's LegacyNow.me. Hey there, welcome back to the porch. Hope you're doing well. It's, uh, gosh, it's almost summer now. We're pretty much summer, end of May, and we're still in the middle of pandemic-ish season. Wear your mask, wash your hands. You hear that all the time. But, uh, man, the last few weeks on the porch have been awesome. Some really great conversations with some great people. And one of the patterns of conversations out here lately has been about a certain topic that is not new necessarily, but it's risen Uh, And most of our hearts is the nature of what's happening in our world. And that's the topic of worry and anxiety is if you watch the news, you can get real anxious real quick. Or if you scan the headlines or you have conversations with people who are being affected by everything that's going on, losing jobs and worried about the future Uh, with teenagers, just with school, with sports and all the stuff going on with that. There's a lot of anxiety and just concern. Uh, there's concern about the second wave potentially of, of the virus coming back as things are starting to maybe potentially calm down a little bit now. It's just, it's, it's everywhere and it's all over the place and I get it. I understand it. And I honestly, and I know I say this a lot, but this is one of those areas where how God has wired you really reveals itself. If you're a happy go lucky person that kind of affects you, then you just kind of move on to the next thing. If you're a deep thinker, uh, you might be overwhelmed right now. You might be really, really, really uh, just po- polarized by our current climate and what's going on in the world. And I, I thought it was funny today. I was just looking on Twitter, and it's funny how, based on your certain beliefs about our our politics right now, it's how you view everything. So our president might say something, and if you love him, then you think it was awesome. If you don't even listen to what he says, if you just don't like him, you automatically respond a certain way. And we just live in this culture now where we knee-jerk based on uh, one thing, and it's become so, so, so just what we do that it affects everything we do in our life now. And that's drifted into everything, every aspect of our life. And the, the concept of worry and anxiety, gosh, it's not new. I mean, Jesus talks about it in the Bible, and we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, it's just one of those areas of our life where uh, I know for me, if I look back on my life and things I worried about, and now I further down the road, I might think about why did I worry about that so much? Why did I let that get me down? And the answer I land on more times than not is this God was trying to get my attention, He wanted me to focus on Him, He wanted me to trust Him. He was asking me, Do I really believe what I say I believe? Is this real? Is it just a feeling? Like, hey, God loves me? Is it a get out of hell free card? Or is it like, some? is my faith something that affects my everyday life? That when things rise up that cause me to worry that I can cling to it and I can trust it. Even when I don't know the future, even when it doesn't make sense, that I can still trust and believe that Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever. That his promise is true. That he is always with us. That he will never leave us or forsake us. That the things that he says, I can stand on. Do I believe that? Or do I just say that? Is that just a feeling that you go, oh, that's nice. Jesus loves me. 
for me, these are seasons where I need to dig in really deep on, on music that helps set my heart on him and really focus on him. And sometimes worship songs that you've listened to before in a season of worry take a whole nother meaning and take your heart and your head to a whole different place. And so I would encourage you, if you're in that time, uh, really submerge yourself in, in things, music and books and things that cause you to lean into your faith, cause you to, to grow and cling to the cross even tighter, whatever that is for you. And we've talked about this before if you've been tracking with the podcast, but for some of you that's that's going for a run, for some of you it's taking a nap, for some of you it's reading, for some of you it's writing, for some of you it's talking to someone else. Whatever that thing is, how God's made you that causes you to, to, to cling to him, I would encourage you during seasons of worry and high anxiety, man, put that in your the rhythm of your life more and more. For me, one of the things is music. So I have a playlist that I just I just saturate myself in, and I just spend a lot of time with it, even when I don't want to, because my heart needs to hear it. My mind needs to hear it. My soul needs that refreshment, because our souls are being battered these days by the news and by the world around us. And I've got to refresh that. I've got to lean into the Holy Spirit and trust that He is good and that He has good things for me, that He is going to guide me through this time. You know, it's funny, Jesus, if you go back to the Gospels and you read the Gospels and Jesus' life and ministry, um, in every Gospel at some point He says something where He says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. In Matthew, He says, Matthew 6, He says, What you eat or what you'll drink or about your body or what you'll wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spend. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And this is it. Gosh, this is so a verse we've heard a billion times, but it just resonates so much in seasons of worry. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You've heard that verse, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. If you've been around church world a billion times. But I believe in, in, in times like this, when worry is high and our heart rate goes up and we start having trouble going to sleep because we're thinking so much. I had a friend over on the porch the other day and he just started spilling out all these problems and all these things and they're real. He has every right to feel the way he feels right now. At the same time, he's not wavered from believing that God is still good. I, I always veer back to the life and ministry of Paul when he often got taken off guard from what he was doing and put in prison or wrecked or whatever and yet he found purpose in it and it caused him to trust God even more and believe that God had him there for a reason and even in his letters he would say stuff like I'm not where I want to be 
but I want to make the most of where I am. And that phrase, I, I totally just changed the, the phraseology there, but it, essentially what he says a lot is, hey, I, I'm not where I want to be. I want to be with you to whoever he's writing to. Or I want to be out doing evangelism. I want to be out telling people about Jesus, but I'm in this prison. So I'm going to write you and tell you about it in hopes that these letters will inspire you to be that for other people and for yourself. And maybe that's a word for us. Just, man, wherever we, God wants us to be where we are for a reason. And he has something for us right now. And so can I just encourage you, if you're in a season of worry and doubt and concern, it's okay. It doesn't make you any less of a Christian. It doesn't make God waver away from you and think, oh, man, what's going on with them? I think it's a time for us to turn the light on a little bit and say, God, I believe you're here. I believe you're with me. And it's sometimes a test for us to see, do I really believe what I say I believe? Do I really, really, in my core of my soul, trust that God's plan is perfect? And I know there's been times in my life where I've had to wrestle with that so deeply. And it doesn't always work out the way I want it to. In fact, it rarely does. But in hindsight, it always works out the way that I know God wanted it to. And the, the trajectory of whatever that thing was, I look back on now and, I, and I, I'm so grateful for so many of those times where things didn't go the way I wanted them to. And I think about the amount of time I spent worrying about it. And I remember uh, the great evangelist Billy Graham, um, they did a special for him one of the years before he passed away and he was uh, still communicating very well. And um, in the interview, they said, you're at the end of your life. You've literally exposed the gospel to millions of people all around the world. You have spent your life telling people about Jesus. Is there anything you wish you would have done? And in his very frail voice, in a very humble way, he looked directly in the camera and he said, I wish, I just wish I'd spend more time reading God's word because that is the light for my path and the anchor for my soul. And I just, goosebumps to hear that man say that, the way that he said it. It was so genuine. Man, I just need to know Jesus more. I need to spend more time with him. I just want to spend as much time with him as possible and to know that he's with me and that his promises are true. And maybe for you, maybe for me, in a season of high anxiety and, and really unique worry because of what's going on around us, that's exactly what we need to do. We need to dig into Him and trust that His promises are true. And the only way we know His promises are, are by knowing them and spending time with them and reading them and letting them sink into our heart and our soul. Now, I don't know, as you hear all that, I don't know if that's just like, okay, I've heard that before or whatever. I, I get that. But I'll just say this. I, I know for me personally and for a lot of my friends, even the last couple of weeks back here on the porch, and some very real conversations about life and future and faith and hope and worry. And um, I think these are the times that really reveal who we really are. And sometimes that's humbling. Sometimes we're exposed a little bit. Maybe our faith isn't as big as we thought it was. Maybe our God is not as big as we hoped he was. He is. Our circumstances have dwindled our perspective of him because we're focusing on them. Uh, many, 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 many years ago, there's this incredible woman I worked with, and she used to always say so regularly, and I loved it. 
Don't gaze at your problems, glance at them. Gaze at God. Most of us glance at God and gaze at our problems. I can very clearly, I can remember exactly where we were on a retreat where she shared about when I gaze at my problems, life gets harder and harder and harder. And the worry and my blood pressure and the world and all those voices in my brain that tell me that you can't or you're not or you won't or you all that stuff all the lies of the enemy become so loud because we're staring at them but when I gaze at God I stand in his presence I let his love wash over me I let his truth sink into my heart I let the reality of who I am as his son or as his daughter whoever wherever you are on your journey with him would you let that sink into your heart in that moment and just gaze at him and stare at him and just long for him it doesn't mean you shouldn't be aware of your problems glance at them be aware of them and then take them to him trust him with them and i'm preaching to myself right now so i'm not this is not me being the expert this is me being real of it's so easy to gaze at our problems and glance at God, but we need to flip it. We need to glance at our problems and just gaze at God. So wherever you're at right now, in this time of worry, and if there's if that's not right now for you, that's amazing. I promise you it will come, because that's the part of the human existence, and I think God does it to get our attention. I'm not saying God allowed the coronavirus to happen, but um, that's a whole different theological conversation, but... Um, we do live in a broken world, but these are moments where we get a chance to choose how we respond. So instead of gazing at the problem and letting worry just take over and consume us, let's gaze at him. Let's be aware of what's going on. Let's be sensitive to it. But let's not forget the same God that has stood faithful for generations is still very faithful. And will be when this is going on and will be when this is over. And will be whether the worry works out or it doesn't work out. He's still going to be God. And that promise is true. So Jesus says, don't worry. I got this. Be with me. Trust me. That's a challenge for me, and I hope it's a challenge for you. So that's a quick thought from tonight on the back porch. Talk soon.